I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up? What's up, everybody? Man, it has been an interesting couple of days. Man, I had a long retreat and all of that stuff. So I'm sorry that I'm late. Um, just made it to DC and I'm in my hotel room apologize if everything don't come out as normal as it used to got a lot of random sounds going on but we ain't new to this no further ado man i'd like to thank everybody for tuning in yeah 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 yep we almost to episode 50 man really been consistent with this man I'm, i'm excited for those that don't know feel free to follow us on instagram facebook and twitter at veils world podcast and if you'd like to send us an email Hit us up at Vales World Podcast at LDMonger, that's L-D-M-O-N-G-E-R dot com. And let us know if you would like us to feature or be a guest on a, or speak at an upcoming engagement or a podcast or anything. It's going to be an interesting show. We're going to start off with a good read. Then we're going to transition over to what's happening. And then from there, we're going to go to the hot top, man. This one is, 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 is good. No further ado. Today's good read, The Art of Discarding, How to Get Rid of Clutter and Find Joy. By, so if I mess this up, man, feel free to correct me. Um, by Najiza Tosumi. I read this book because I was reading another book, I think The Art of Tidying. And it was pretty much about cleaning up and how to get clutter, not only with just cleaning, like the physical and the tangible clutter, but also like clutter in your life, clutter on your computer, like how to really let go of things, uh, which has been easy for me um, in the most part, but it also become difficult at times. So the more deep the connection is that you have to the item or the person or the subject or whatever it is the harder it is to to let go. And this book, not only did it help me learn and be able to process and become better at letting things go, but also allow me to figure out ways that I can reduce that from happening. For how can I reduce myself from buying too many clothes, too many shoes, uploading too many files, too many pictures, too many videos? Like, How do I reduce my chances of getting or obtaining a lot of things that I may not even use. Man, this book uh, did a great job of doing that. <sighs> Possessing things. Everything that we kind of possess has some type of value or make us feel some type of way. So learning how to hold things and see if the feeling that it gave me when I bought it, is that the same feeling that I'm that I receive now? If not, what is the next steps? Like how do I get rid of these things? Accumulation syndrome individual that accumulate so many things. Um, I like to joke with my grandmother at times and call her a hoarder. And the, the thing about hoarding is that for us, it may look like junk, but every piece tends to have some type of sentimental value. And that's why it's hard to, to let those things go. So being real mindful allowed me to think outside the box and be mindful of those that keep things. Again, this book is The Art of Discarding, How to Get Rid of Clutter and Find Joy by Najiza Tosumi. And y'all know this is going to be in the description because I'm quite sure I butchered her name. 
but I might did a great job. And again, feel free to hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vales World Podcast. Let us know how you feel about the books. If you have any book suggestions, just, just let us know, man. Y'all know I'm always reading or listening to audio books, and I'm always putting stuff on my list. So for those that did send some books, I will get to them. I promise. I promise. What's happening? Man, it's been a lot going on over the last seven days. And right now, again, I'm in D.C. I'm preparing for uh, my certification as a facilitator at this program that I was actually a participant of in 2008. So now came back so many years later, continue to give back to the organization, so many different roles and capacities. And now I am like the top dog role in a sense of being a rap director, rap coach, a peer coach, peer forward coach, like whatever name you want to use from the old terms all the way now to the the evolution of the organization. And it's great, man. Uh, Spending four days that can change people's life forever, right? So this program consists of a four-day weekend on a college campus. Bring Now it brings students from all over America to learn how to do the, the college application process, uh, learn about financial aid, personal development, and leadership development, and then send them back to their school during the school year where they can assist their teachers, their counselors, and, you know, and other students with that process. For a lot of first generation students, everything is new. I was a first generation student. I didn't know anything about FAFSA. I didn't know anything about the application process. I didn't know in the admissions process. I didn't know anything. And one of the most beautiful parts now is how, as, as I reflect, I'm learning that those are skills that's tangible. So even if I didn't want to go to college, I could have used that to enroll in, you know, enlist in the military. I could have used those skills to apply for jobs. I could have used those skills to apply for anything and really learn how to advocate, support, you know, advocate and support my dreams and talents and things that I wanted to do and advocate for others. Really, really important. So those were the things that I learned through that process. And it was only right for me to come back and give that back to others. And now I'm here a little over 10 years later and it's great. It's great. So now I'm in a space where I'm about to be certified to be a facilitator in the program that done so much for me. And big ups to a lot of the facilitators, the coaches, the rap directors that showed me the light, showed me the way and allowed me to want to aspire to be and do the things that they were doing and even better. So without them, there will be no me. Hopefully by the end of this weekend, I'm certified as a facilitator for the Peer Forward program. And that's great, man. I'm looking forward to see what else I can do uh, with the things that I've learned with public speaking. Oh, man. So before I got here. <laughs> Uh, we had a two-day, four-day owner's retreat. It was great. Um, my business partner from Atlanta, he was in town for the two days. So it was really good just sitting down and being able to talk through the vision of the company and where we are now, where are some things we can improve on, where we see ourselves. And we got a lot of work done. And it was it, it was great, honestly. We uh, made sure that we had time to just chill, relax, and decompress. So we went out uh, for food and drinks. Well, that was amazing. Really being able to catch up. And it's taxing. Like people think meetings like is easy work. Like <laughs> it is very draining in a sense. So you have to think all day, communicate all day, sit down in one space majority of the day. And it, it, it becomes a lot. So being able to, you know, use those moments, talk, and then being able to go to the Brotherhood dinner uh that we that we did afterwards was amazing man I, I really do love my business partners we doing great things would have never imagined <laughs> owning a photography company would never imagine owning 
uh, we'll never imagine having employees uh, and that never imagine how fast we'll, we'll be able to grow. But we have and got to give my guys kudos for that. So the honor retreat was good. And um, last thing, man, we just need to legalize weed already in a lot of spaces, a lot of places. The illegalization of weed has ruined so many homes, has ruined so many lives, has ruined so many people in so many professions. And we now know and have the knowledge that weed isn't as bad as they wanted us to believe in the 70s. So I think it's about time to really grow up <laughs> and get past that. And not only in a domestic space, but an international space. There's too much research out there for people to still act as if weed is the worst thing in the world. Like it's the worst thing that you can do. Like, no, it's it's not. <laughs> there's there's worse drugs out there, like Molly, like too many Percocets. Like it's too many other drugs out there that's worse than weed. Can we leave it alone? Can we allow THC to get into the CBD bubs? Can we? So many different positive side effects, so many different things that you can do with THC or er, you know, herbs and, and CBD now that is like it's, it's proven and it's not made made man made is comes out the earth. It just grow like that. So I think we should be past that. Uh, I feel like we're making a lot of strides forward in this progression, but we're still so many steps back. I'm looking forward to see what the next generation feels about that as my generation steps into leadership roles and tattoos are not as taboo as they used to be. Weed isn't as taboo as it used to be. And slowly and but surely we starting to see more of these things in, in corporate spaces and, and, and more conservative spaces. So I'm looking forward to see how that's going to look in the next 10, 15 years. Before we get to the hot topic, before we get to the reason everybody is here to listen to what I got to say about this situation right here, make sure y'all follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Vales World Podcast. Y'all already know the email. Y'all know what to do. It's all in the descriptions, baby. So now, who am I not to talk about? Shakori Richardson, man, 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 it's been a wonderful like four months, like seeing the notoriety. Like I, I never knew who she was prior to, um, but as her stardom is developing and again, winning, like people love and hate winners. So all you got to do is win and good things are happening. And she did it in a city girl style. That's what I like to say, city girl style. She had the long nails, she had the lashes, she had the weave. You know, she she talked like she like she talked, man. I, I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. And there was a marginalized population, even within the black community. There's a lot of black people that will talk bad on just appearance alone. So I think it was great to have someone resemble. So now I've you know, the black community has so many different sectors. African-American people overall, um, black has so many different sectors. So it's great that now a lot of people that's running in the urban community, they have somebody that they can see that looks like them, that dresses like them, that talks like them. And if they don't look and dress like them, they talk like somebody that's close to them. They look like someone that's close to them. Uh, because, you know, a couple episodes ago, we was talking about city versus county, uh, public school versus private school. And that's a huge stigma. And typically people that went to private schools has a entirely different outlook on people from the city schools. 
and representation is important. So I, I know there's a need for Megan Thee Stallion. I know there's a need for the City Girls. I know there's a need for Shikari in track and field. And we got her. But unfortunately, she was banned from running the 100, which she's been great at. She's not the fastest just yet, but the person that's faster than her is getting old. So it was going to be a passing torch moment. I would love to see them race. I think a lot of people will actually pay just to see them race <laughs> for the however many seconds that may be uh, because she's not able to race in the Olympics right now. And one thing I didn't like. I didn't like how the media was portraying everything. They made it seem like she was on steroids, which a lot of people were saying. They made it seem like it was like the worst drug ever. And the next day, kind of later on that night, but the next day for sure, that's when the world found out it was cannabis, marijuana, and whatever name they wanted to say. In my brain, all I heard was Stephen A. Smith say, lay off the weed. But he didn't say it this time. And he didn't say it. Just when I hear black athletes and weed, that's the the sound sound bit that comes to my brain. But it's like, wow, they really made it seem like it was all these other things. And reading the comments on social media and looking under the post, everybody was, I knew she was on steroids and all this other weird stuff. And then we found out it's marijuana. And then it didn't stop there because now people were saying marijuana is a masking agent for all this other stuff. I'm like, come on. And we should have known she was smoking. I'm I honestly, like, I'm not surprised she smokes weed. I'm not surprised a lot of athletes smoke weed. I'm surprised she was able to run faster than I, I was able to get up out of my bed and find my phone and 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 allow my face to connect so it can detect so it can open up like i'm surprised she was able to run that fast on the weed so imagine how fast she will run if she wasn't on the weed and imagine how the people that lost to this pothead would feel <laughs> like what i've been training my entire life and i lost to a woman that's blowing the house down and then another funny thing is like when she found out she was going to Tokyo, I'm quite sure they had a, a nice little Getty. I'm quite sure they had big weed smoking, big Hennessy going on. And she can do all this and wake up the next day and, and run faster than my phone can detect my face in the early morning and open up. That is amazing. And she beat all you women. All of them. Wasn't even close. One thing that I didn't like is after her apology, I feel like it was fast. Uh, we definitely need to make sure that our black athletes like her have representation. So Rock Nations, Jay-Z, Rich Paul, go do y'all thing. You know, Rock Nation or Clutch Sports should definitely been on her radar, should have been on her bumper to trying to recruit her for representation. Yeah, it's not a lot of money in Olympic sports as of now, but it's amazing what can possibly become if they had proper representation. Uh, the endorsements, if you think about it, uh, yeah, the endorsements alone, like they really don't get money from, you know, performance. Uh, I think it's an amateur sport in a sense, pro, which is weird because like basketball players are professionals. But then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the rules behind that. I'm not an Olympian. So, you know, I think it'd be dope for, you know, moving forward that these black agencies reach out to these black Olympic athletes and provide that representation for them and that guidance. You have a young lady that's 21 years old, two, three years removed from Dallas in which she was born and raised. Probably wasn't the best part of Dallas. Um, and now she's a 
overnight sensation like our basketball players like our football players that step into this space like our rappers that step into this space and they just need guidance you know our circles are different maybe someone would have told her don't smoke weed until after the olympic trials right but she just needed that but the thing that triggered me the most was like people were really acting like she just started smoking because of the death of her mother newsflash like i'm quite sure she's been blowing it down i'm quite sure in high school she was smoking i'm quite sure in college she was smoking and what happens is when you learn how to do something and you're getting away with it, you just continue to do it this was a different field we talking about the olympics it's a different type of testing uh and she wasn't prepared for that you're like you know taking your cousin that don't smoke and do no drugs your little cousin that's an elementary school p and tucking that in putting it in the cup, then apparently that didn't work this time. It may work in other spaces, other fields, but right now it just didn't work. And not to say that weed, like, I, and I, I shared my stance on weed. If y'all haven't noticed earlier, like I'm definitely pro green, um, but that's different. This is a, it's a rule is there. Okay. Whatever. I just, it just baffles me how people make excuses for people when it's convenient for them like no like she owned up to it she said you know my bad i messed up a lapse in judgment cool and now we got these people on social media that's making all these arguments and saying that the olympics is racist and i'm like it's a lot of other things to say the olympics is racist about and this isn't it this 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 not the one <laughs> and um it was mind-blowing and then when you see what the olympics is talking about they try to point to you as if you're wrong like you're the bad person like no i just understand rules and policies and a rule and a policy was broke and this was the consequence and repercussions of that action even if it was a quotation accident they're still like we still gotta handle that she took it on the chin she accepted it there were still talks about her possibly doing a relay uh, because it was after the 30-day suspension which i feel is a slap on the wrist and now they she's going indefinitely, which is probably the best move for her. Just absorb, just be able to relax and see what's going on. I think her comeback story is going to be great. Things are going to be amazing. So I'm looking forward to see what she has in store she could, as she continue to train, as she continue to understand and accept her newfound stardom and allow herself to grow from this moment. This isn't the worst thing. It's not the end of the road. People need to stop defending meteorocracy and that's exactly what that was she learned from it let's move on y'all defending her it's not helping y'all banning the olympics as if other black athletes not there isn't helping it was a mistake things happen and then for the people that think like we defend her like yeah i i, I know what the olympics is and what it stands for so i'm not defending her actions as smoking but I do understand from her mother dying, but I also understand from that's just normal for us. That's a part of what we were brought up in. Like I'd rather smoke weed than drink. In my mind, you know, from what we've seen, it does less damage to the body, increased focus. And there's a lot of rich people that's there's a lot of people that done some great creative things that smoke weed, which is mind blowing. So we'll see. We will see. Now, I don't agree that weed should be banned in any sport. I, I, we can drink alcohol. I, I think it should be managed like alcohol, like no drinking on a job, no coming to work drunk, 
you know, things like that. But to ban it and to test for it, that is mind blowing. When it's, if anything, we supposed to make you slower. Like what? And now it's illegal to smoke weed as a athlete because it helps with recovery. But you want them to take chronosome shots and all these other things to help with pain and, and what, what? What? It doesn't make sense at all. It just doesn't. Doesn't make sense at all. And on no level. No, not in corporate America, not in any creative space. Only if you like an Uber driver or some stuff like that. If you're driving or you flying, you transporting like, yeah. But again, it should be the same rules and policies as alcohol. And I don't think that's wrong. So hopefully in the future, we get rid of this in all of sports. We slowly but surely got it in NFL and basketball. I think this year they took it out of basketball and uh, baseball and things like that. There's more important drugs to search for that really enhances the performance of athletes. You shouldn't be out here concerning yourself about the recovery speed of athletes or how they recover. Because if you like money, the faster they recover, the faster they get back out there and make your money, right? Ah, people, 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 people. So another thing with Sakari, they found some old Twitter going tweet. So they found some old tweets, man. It was some homophobic tweets, which was confusing because she has a girlfriend who told her to wear the weave that she wore the day she made it to Tokyo and did the point like that, that orange, whatever color it was, her girlfriend told her. So that was kind of weird. That was odd. Uh, for her to be homophobic and be in a gay community. Um, I, I don't get that just yet, but I under, understand. I, I know black women view gay men differently, even if they're gay, even if they're gay, even if they're sh- even, even if they share the same community, black women views on gay men. It's very harsh. We got a lot of woke women and some of like it's just a harsh reality so seeing those tweets again if she had a team those would have been deleted i don't understand why when people get famous they keep their old twitter page and then they have apps and programs software where you can delete all old tweets i know because i do it every year you won't catch me not at all every year i delete all my old tweets because i don't know who is going to offend one year from now five years from now ten years from now and i think more people should practice this exercise it's better for your soul. It's better for your future. But I don't think they caused too much traction. Unfortunately, it didn't make noise as much as a white person saying anything racist towards black people. It didn't make that type of noise, which, again, shows us where the black community, the overall community, how we feel and advocate for the gay population within our community. It didn't make a lot of noise. And maybe I don't know because I'm not in the gay community. Maybe I know about the racial things because I'm in a black community overall and I just hear it. It just shows up on my timeline all day. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe that is it. And I look, this is by design. Like <laughs> this is by design. We've seen it so many times with, with black people. It's the same trial. Like, it's the same little roller coaster. It's the same. We're going round and round. So now we're about to diminish the character of the once overnight sensation that ran literally ran into our lives and changed our views on women that run track giving us a reminder that women can have a long weave 
that's orange or whatever color it was, some long nails and long eyelashes and can smoke everybody that's been practicing for this day, their entire life. That was that reminder. And I needed that reminder because usually you see the women that very have a very conservative look. I think that's safe to say. So we need we need a city girl. We need a hot girl in our area now and then so we can get a reminder and it can inspire the next city girl, a hot girl from from these communities and be like, hey, you can run too. That's important. Again, representation matters. The superstars. Oh, my God. Their reactions. Whew. I thought their reactions were really going to make somebody kind of go back on a statement, really go back on this idea like, oh, oh, we, we might miss this one. Uh, but it didn't. A lot of the tweets, they just came and went. News is only important for the first 48 hours, if that. That is told after that, it's forgotten. You don't really hear things for a week or two weeks unless you're Donald Trump or somebody. Other than that, it, it dies down. That's news. That's the world. That's on our attention span, which is even shorter than it was back then. Uh, they love to call us the microwave generation. Now, I think the microwave generation, not even my generation, but it's also just the times that we're in. Everyone wants something faster and, and better. And a lot of times we'll take faster over better. <laughs> and I was talking about her look. So I think that's important. In one of the d- debates, um, s- someone actually just told me today I love playing devil's advocate. It's not that I love playing devil's advocate. I just love universal truths. And when I see con- con- convenient truths being stated, I like to question people that make those, 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 those judgments, those statements, those responses. So in a... Uh, Midst of talking about the Shakira incident in one of these group chats that I was in, we were talking about, you know, someone mentioned like her look like oh, the way she looked. I'm not surprised that she smoked weed and that because of the way she looked, she should have been even more intensive of her actions because that's what they were expecting and that she proved that their stereotype was right. I don't disagree with that statement at all. Uh, but the person that you know shared that. You know, got a lot of backlash. People say, oh, what you mean? How she looks? She should be able to dress how she want, look how she want, be able to do what she want to do. And da, 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 da. I'm like, honestly, if she wanted to be a rapper, she has the perfect look to be a rapper. And if she likes smoking weed, it might be that might be the, the thing that's for her. If they don't change these Olympic weed rules and things like that, that just might be a move for her. I can see her like she got a flow. Somebody can write for it. She don't even have she don't even need a flow. She got the look. <laughs> Like she can be a rapper today. The right people in her corner, the right writers, the right producers. She has a nice following now. Everyone's talking about it. She can be a rapper today. And that's the look. If you, if you When I looked at her, I was like, oh, she looked like a rapper, you know, who's embracing the urban culture life. So I asked these people, and it was a professional group, a young professional group as well. So I asked these people that were taken up for it, like, oh, you wrong, and, you know, saying that the individual's wrong for their statements or whatnot. And believe that, you know, people should be able to dress how they want to dress, look how they want to look and do what they want to do and still have the opportunities of people that don't dress the way that the individual dress and that don't look the way that individual look and don't do the things that the individual look. So I stated, I was like, if Shikari didn't didn't run, what would she do? Like just by looks alone, just looking at her like, what would she do? And in my brain, I was thinking like Popeye's. I can see her working at Popeye's, probably Publix. She probably won't stay there too long. Probably selling wings at the strip club. I, she's probably a bottle girl. I can see her doing some bottle girl service. 
Uh, I can see her, you know, babysitting, doing hair at the crib, just based off looks alone. Just based off, I don't know this girl from a can of paint. Just based off, if someone sent me a picture, those would be like the job that I think that she'll do. And if she told me anything else, I I would be surprised. It's not oppression. I'm just going based off what I look. That's my first, like, that's my sense. (laughs) My first sense that I, I use when in this situation, when I look, that's, that's what I'm using. Like, oh. And then you kind of like when they start talking, kind of, oh, this person is smart. This person really got something going on. And then you allow them to prove to you the competency. But based off looks alone, those that's what I'd be expecting. And y'all can bash me all y'all want. But realistically, that's what y'all was expecting, too. Y'all don't have to admit it. Y'all don't have to agree. But yeah, I know. I'm just here to say it. So I don't think that person's statement was wrong. I just don't believe people wanted to hear it. And because they didn't want to hear it. It's oh man, it's and it was a woman that made that statement. Oh man, black women always hard on black women, and we should be able to do what we want, say what we want. Like no, you can't, you can't look like a city girl and ask for Michelle Obama treatment. Like it's hard. I mean, you can ask for it, but doesn't mean that people are going to give it to you firsthand because the people that typically attracted to those people that look like that aren't Barack Obamas, right? So it's like you, we have to be realistic and mindful of the things we do, the things we want to be known for, the things we associate ourselves with, and know that it comes with a price. If I want to look like a drug dealer, I shouldn't be mad if people that are attracted to drug dealers want me. I shouldn't be upset that when I do entertain these people that's attracted to drug dealers, that they do things that people that are attracted to drug dealers do, right? And I think I struck a nerve because I, I asked people, I was like, so, you know, from this conversation, it branched off from the weed and all the other stuff. And of course, I got, oh, man, you just hate black women. I'm like, all black women don't look like that. And like, we have to stop and get out of the notion that black women like this is black women. We see it in all the comedy spoofs. We see it in all the episodes, like all the shows that they want to say something about black women. That's what we're going to see. Long lashes, long nails, uh, ghetto talking, long hair, things like that. We're not going to see the Michelle Obamas, right? And I asked, would you want your wife, your daughter, your mother looking and or dressing like that? And the response was, I want them to be comfortable in expressing whatever they want to do. So like, really retract like, the entire question. So, like, I had to ask you, no, I'm asking you, would you be attracted to a woman to marry to have a daughter with, would you be comfortable bringing this woman that looks like this to your mother? Still didn't get my answer that I wanted because <laughs> it was the same thing. Yeah, I answered your question right the first time. I told you that, you know, however they want to be, however they want to carry themselves and da, 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 da. So I took that as a no. Realistically, if you was to see a person like that, you wouldn't approach her and you wouldn't take her serious if she came in, your, if she wanted to come in your life and be your soulmate. So let's let's keep it funky. And then I took it to the next level because this was the guy I was talking to. I took it to the next. I was like, would you hire someone that walked into your establishment looking like that? And that's when it got, you know, even more Republican (laughs) with with the responses. And he said, "Ah, what did he say? It was something so asinine. I was like, what? It was something so weird. Uh, I don't think 
you know, we should go to the Western culture. Uh, and that's the look that, you know, that they say the conservative look is, you know, us black people, we shouldn't have to be white and everything. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why is putting on a tie? Why is having a clean cut? Why is being conservative considered white in general? Yes, certain jobs. And we, we talked about jobs earlier. Yes, certain jobs have a certain look and a certain standard and a certain expectation. Yes, we know when we go to jobs with bad customer service, Popeyes, um, what we typically experience. And we know the people that typically gives us those experiences. Right. And we not about to act as if we about to advocate for young ladies to run around with long eyelashes, colorful hair and long nails and think they about to get a good paying job. Yes, that look is a thing. But most of the people that have that look are working low wage jobs let's let's keep it funky let's be all the way 100 now so it's certain people that took on the conservative look in the beginning did what they had to do made a name for themselves created a brand and now they have the flexibility to do whatever they want to do with their hair with their eyelash they nails they side they have the flexibility to do that we have to stop comparing our regular lives to these celebrities to these one-off situations and think that's the normal. That's the rule. No, it's the it's the exception. As bad as it sounds. If you go looking like Shikari anywhere, you're not content you're not going to get hired unless you are applying for the positions that I stated earlier. Let's be one hundred. And you're not going to get the high paying job. You like it's already scarce to get um a good wage job with a master's degree, especially in higher education, let alone having all of that going for you. I remember people said I couldn't get a job with my locks. I got a job with my lock and I thought I, def- I thought I went against all odds. But then as I got older, I realized what they were saying. Yeah, you can get a job, but can you really be in a career that's giving you the lifestyle that you want with that look? And as I got older, I was like, oh, now see, yes, it would have been a lot harder. I would have pressed a lot harder and being able to brand myself and, and show who I was outside of the look which in a lot of spaces I've done that, but that doesn't mean if I can do it that everybody else can do it because it's still, that look still has a stigma to it. And in most cases, it's been proven to be correct. Not saying the drugs, we talking about, I mean the dreads, we talking about the bright hair, the long lashes and the long nails and the way Shakuri talk. If you ever heard her talk, yeah, she's one of us. So with that conversation, so I asked the ladies, I was like, well, if the look is okay, why don't you have that look? Oh, because I did it. Like, would you go outside looking like that? And again, these are professional women. These are women that have doctorates. These are women that work in our hospital. These are RNs. These are women that's in higher ed. Would you look like that? Every last one of them said no. Would you let your daughter look like this? Every last one of them said no. So why are we advocating and making it seem like this is ideal when in theory we know that this is not going to create the lifestyle? that we want our loved ones to have. But just because it's not our loved ones, it's okay. And I'm all for people, you know, self-expression, uniqueness and things of that nature. I'm all for that. I would have I never even had the conversation. I never even brought a different perspective. If people wasn't acting like this was okay and like this was a thing, like you're going to get a six-figure job looking like this that has nothing to do with rap, that has nothing to do with entertainment, that has nothing to do with athletics. Like, no, let's be 
honest with ourselves. We don't want our daughters looking like this. We don't want our wives looking like this. We don't want no one that we are attracted as a middle class young professional. We don't educate it at that as well. We don't want our significant others, our daughters looking like this. As a business owner, I'm not going to hire someone that looks like that. I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm not going to hire someone that talks like that. I'm going to keep it a buck. And I own a photography company. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there's other spaces and jobs for that look, for that attitude. My establishment, not it. A lot of establishments with good wages, it's not it. So really just knowing a time and a place and knowing that, hey, you can do what you want, but it's going to come with a price. Which you want the blue, you want the blue pill or the red pill? The choice is yours. Let me know y'all thoughts about today's episode, man. Feel free to hit your boil up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff at Vales World Podcast. Y'all know the email, Vales World Podcast at ldmonger.com. I look forward to hearing what y'all got to say about this episode, man. I know I talked about a lot and, and I'm going to dive a little deeper a little later because some me, so many people just need a reality check, man. I just ask for too much right now. Y'all just so entitled, so spoiled. Get it together. Ah, get it together. Love y'all. Peace and, peace and love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at Vales World Podcast at ldmonger.com. Vales World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.